Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. It's the podcast where two dudes who shouldn't have a podcast have a podcast. Introducing the host of this podcast, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. LennonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as pleurodesis and brought worst in show. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Dr. London, it's been a couple months since we've checked in on our social media, and I've got to tell you, it is not going well. Okay, and is this the the social media that you tried to make, or is this one of the mainstream social media sites? Oh, you're saying Quitter, but it's C-W-I-T-T-E-R, C for Cameron, Cameron Twitter? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is still TBD. Um, but I've did I've added some new under construction gifts to the homepage. Okay, uh, yeah, which are really cool, and I think everyone should check out. Because I have it set to my my homepage, so like I'm always checking. I'm like, ooh, is there going to be another like way to know that it's shut down and not working? Well, right now there's a cartoon guy, right, and he's hammering, but then the board he's hammering falls on his head and it bonks him, and so it's sort of funny like that. Okay, that that's new. Do you mind if I check it right now? Because I'm actually pretty yeah, excited go ahead for and that. check it. I didn't. Yeah, it's. Okay, it just says website down. Is that... That is a new feature that I've been working on lately. It's just having the website down just because everyone's on their phone these days. So it's like, why don't we pick some times where it's actually appropriate to use the internet? Not just 24 hours a day. What if the internet only worked from like 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m.? So it, it sounds like you're really just trying to reinvent Twitter, if we're being honest there. Yeah, for a like, specific period of time, yeah. Oh, you're saying yeah. Twitter already does that. Twitter only works for an hour and a half a day or so. And it really, it seems to be trying to get everyone to get off their phones and to just experience life because it's getting Oh, it's getting there. so much worse, yeah. Yeah. But Dr. Lennon, no, I'm not talking just about Twitter. I'm also talking about our TikTok, our Insta. The metrics are bad. <clears throat> the We've actually been getting, um, somehow people have been sending us asking for refunds on our TikTok and we've been having to pay it out. I don't really understand how that works. Yeah. Well, because we, we've tried to charge for sure. Like I, I, I can give that. We definitely tried to charge people for stuff on there. Yeah. And no one's paying for it. And, but I'm just getting a ticket. I didn't even know that I could get like tickets, like support tickets. And so I'm getting sent support tickets asking, like, I need a full refund. I paid $100 for this. Can I get $100 back? I don't really have the info, so I just send them $100. It's it's bleeding us dry, Dr. London. So I'm thinking a revamp here. So a, a, a while ago, maybe a few weeks ago, we talked about TikTok, and we talked about TikTok trends specifically. And we tried to get Dr. London to make some own trends. Oh, I think we made a mistake, though. Kids don't actually care about the trends. They just care about the sound. Okay. You know, on TikTok. Right. Like, kids don't watch Breaking Bad, but they're, they're all, like, doing the, like, who cooked here, like, meme or whatever. That's right. That's the main reason the show is popular is because of the little clips. The, because the of that little bites. sound. Yeah. And so, Dr. Lennon, we just need you to just pitch some sounds that would be great for TikToks. 
to do. And then we'll Dita Dunn will record it and we'll upload it and then it will go viral. And then we'll be the ones making money instead of paying money to all these viewers. Okay. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just something original, something that's that's us, but also mainstream feel enough. Yes. Okay. Like, let's say you're reacting to, okay, let's say your boot has gotten stuck in your mouth. And I don't mean in a metaphorical way, like foot stuck in your mouth. I mean, you were trying to see how flexible you were. You were trying to put your foot over your head, but in that process, you shoved your boot in your mouth and you can't, it's stuck. Okay, so so, so we, we did already post that video, but you want me to do a separate sound that's like describing it? No, I want you to just be acting it okay, out. Because okay. the video we did was silent, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. We were going for sort of a Steamboat Willie sort of thing. Yeah. We were thinking like, that's this is the wave of the future. People have been doing sound for decades. Yeah. We're going to go back to silent. It's all go cyclical technology. Yes. Cyclical, yeah. Okay, so just the sound of that. Okay. Uh, 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 let's cook some meth. Is that... I, is that how you sound? Again, the video is silent, so I don't know how you sounded in that video, but was that when you had the boot shoved in your mouth, that's how it sounded? No, that's that's not how it sounded in real life, but that's how, if I were to do voice acting on top of it, that's how I would do it, if that makes sense. All right, DJ Dylan, is that good? Yes. All right, let's cut it, post it. All right, we need a second one. Okay, uh, let's say you're at the beach and your crush is there. Okay, good, yes. Uh, and you've stepped in a hole, you've tripped and fallen, and somehow in the process of falling, your trunks have fallen down. Right. Okay. And then a dog runs over, mm-hmm. starts peeing on your head, he owns you. Right. And now go ahead, act that out, and then your reaction to it. Okay. Uh, oh, whoa, oh, my job is beach. Uh, so people will get, like the Barbie movie, we want to keep pushing these... I'm assuming you want me to use the most popular thing to say, right? As opposed to inventing your own sounds? But rebranded. Oh, but that, oh, okay, okay. So we're sort of expanding. It's no longer just like Jock Doc Originals. It's more like Jock Doc Ripoffs. Well, because you got to remember, Breaking Bad was stealing stuff from actual, you know, meth heads and stuff. Like, they, they didn't do original content. That's true. They didn't invent, like, doing meth and, and like, drug cartels and stuff. Yeah, and the Barbie movie, uh, well, like theirs is all original idea, like that. The Bobby movie is that the what, grilling in Australia movie? Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, and it's also, I mean, there are two different ones. There's also the the police force in uh, Britannia, as well. The, that Bobby movie, um, which you know, fingers crossed, I do have a callback for that. Uh, but it's, it's separate. Okay. Um, okay. One one more soundbite then. Yeah, and I'm going to let, this is a free-for-all, I'm going to let you decide. You get to be creative here, Dr. London. But you got to set up the scenario so we listeners know what we're hearing. Right, right, okay. So, um, I'm in the jungle, and I see a big old cat. I say, uh, meow, 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 meow. Okay, go, again, going for something that's trending, going for something that's already popular in the mainstream, the Meowmix song from maybe the 90s or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you, once again, it's all cyclical. It's all going to come back. So that won't be useful now because right now it's silent films, but like give it another decade. And then that- Once one, sound comes back in, into, into favor, 
Mark our words. The Meow Mix song will be number one on the charts once again. The Billboard 100 will not know what to do with the impressions. Yeah, which is... T- and so we, that, that's why we're hoping to be consultants for the Billboard 100 when that time comes, so that, that we will tell them what to do with it. So uh, this is all planting the seeds for future corporate work. I love that the Billboard has switched from, you know, ranking the top songs using like an algorithm to it's just a board of people and they just choose like this song's number one this week. This song's number four. This song is really feels like a number three well, cause, song. Because they won't know what to do. Like you said, at a certain point, they won't know. Right, yeah, the metrics will be so, like, bozo crazy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, so... That- okay, I, yeah, I think we're good. I mean, we got the, like, I'm cooking meth here. Yeah. I'm on, uh, the beach is my boss, I think you said. Something like that. And then the Meowmix song. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go viral with these. DJ Dylan, cut them up, post them. All right, so, so that's, we get it? He, I don't know. He's just looking at me with a really, really angry face. Yeah. Well, that's, that's his face. That's just his face. I, oh, yeah. He does have a resting Dylan yeah. face. I forgot about that. Okay. So, so that was our producer, Cameron. Also with us is Digital in the House. All right, Cameron, we have a sponsor today. No way. Yeah, yeah. And it's, You're Joshin. No, and I, no I'm, I'm Dr. London. Ugh. No, you'll remember next time. So um, uh, it's Caldera Lab is our sponsor. Uh, we know that first impressions matter and that you have to take care of your skin to make that great first impression. And the best way to do that is with Caldera Lab. And I learned this firsthand whenever I went to an impressionist's convention. Yeah, I mean, any convention you go to, obviously, your first impression is going to be very important. Like, the the first impression people have of you, it's especially important at an impressionist convention because this is what they do. This is all they care about. This is what they live and breathe. You know, Caldera Lab is great for uh, creating high-performance men's skincare products, uh, but I'll say, at at this convention... Some impressionists were doing impressions of people with really bad skin. And so I just want to say, like, this didn't help as much with that. Uh, For me, so a lot of people had very dry, flaky skin that was, like, coming off. And, uh, like, I don't want to say it was gross because, like, people don't have different skin types. But, like, for me, it wasn't what I could successfully do an impression of. Uh, So that's where I struggled. Well, and and for me, you know, I... I typically have my famous Robert De Niro voice. You know, hey, what's going on? I'm Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro, of course, famously has just a really ugly, gnarly, grisly face. But I also wanted to look my best, so I didn't just go as him. I went as clean skin, clear skin, nice skin, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, if he had really nice, clean skin. And guess what? Guess what helped me do that, Dr. London? Take a guess. It was Caldera Lab. It was Caldera Lab, yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, they, they create these high-performance men's skincare products, and the regiment leads off their product lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. The skincare world seems very heavily female-driven, and it's, been the long, uh, it's long been the wild, wild west for men. So that's why they make the solution simple with these three products in the regiment, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. So the clean slate starts to end your day. That's uh, it's a face wash that just leaves your skin refreshed. 
which once again not a de niro style thing to be doing i'd say like there's actually kind of a long list of very old celebrities that these products uh would not help you to match with impression wise unless part of your impression is that they now have great skin yeah if you if you do an impression of them with a twist yeah so like the great skin robert de niro which was what i'm doing yeah no i i actually remember it uh so the base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence and you once again do want confidence at this convention because wow there were such good impressions because cameron's impression was great but there were people there who like could do a de niro but um uglier fatter and like with a really bad i don't want to say bad skin but like skin that was rotting off right they did a traditional approach to a de niro impression whereas i had a more progressive forward-thinking new take on on the character so to say yeah so um so that was basically the the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother and help reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines and uh, every drop of that serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units to protect your skin. In the Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum, it addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye, which is fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. So, uh, and what, once again, like, to, for some of these aging celebrities, their, their eyes will be drooping down, uh, like, sometimes below their cheeks. And, mm-hmm. so, and it shows, it just... It's once again, like it depends on what style of impression you're going for, which uh, just j- everyone has their own version. But anyway, so Caldera Lab is the leader men's skincare made only with top tier ingredients and clinical trials have found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. Uh, and just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer. And this is their best offer available anywhere. Use code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, you look younger. Unless you do a very, like, I guess just very impressive impression of De Niro. Like, accurate. Like mine, like, <clears throat> for example. Okay. Are you talking to me about great skincare? Yeah, and that's once... Uh, Again, the great skin De Niro. Yeah. Are you talking to me about great skincare? Yeah. Uh, so 20% off at calderalab.com with code JOCKDOC. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a very special guest. That's right, Dr. London. But uh, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So for a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of gossiping seamstresses who just cannot stand Lucius. He's such a creep. However, in our efforts to cater to them, we found that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So, we made a video response to a comment on TikTok that claimed that not everyone should have a podcast. And our response video got some feedback that we want to address here. So, this is from user Callie Gibson. They said, uh, crying laughing emoji, and then, y'all definitely shouldn't have a podcast, end quote. So, so that's really helpful. Um, we, we, we take this listener feedback to improve every little bit of criticism helps us to know, okay, let's fine tune this. Let's, let's steer a little bit away from, let's say politics and maybe a little bit more towards, I don't know, food, fun stuff, you know, 
So this kind of feedback is really informative for us. Unfortunately, this kind of feedback is also sort of a hindsight is 2020 kind of thing. I really wish we had heard this advice four years ago when the podcast started. Unfortunately, the podcast already exists. It's already started. Yeah, for, for years now. So unfortunately, yeah. like, we can't... We can't just undo that. We can't just change history. But yes, for our listeners out there thinking, should I start a podcast? Take this user's advice. Do not start a podcast. No one's going to listen to yeah. it. No one cares. Well, I, I'm sorry. I should specify here because the, the feedback was, you know, the original feedback was about how not everyone should have. And a then podcast. our response was, was, yes, everyone should have a podcast. Uh, then the response yeah, to that right. is. Was y'all definitely shouldn't so it was very specific to us so this is not broad advice this is very specific we should not to which i would say like the damage is done we can't really it's again hindsight's 2020 we're like we're on a rocket ship to the moon at this point this podcast is blasting off um if we shouldn't have a podcast okay then agreed i guess that's fine too but unfortunately we've already it's it's done. done yes Anyway, but um, thank you for listening and for that helpful, useful feedback. Uh, now for today's medical topic, peroneal neuropathy. Peroneal neuropathy is a dysfunction of a common peroneal nerve, which is typically damaged at some point near the knee on its course down the leg. This damage can occur from wearing high boots or from pressure on the back of the knee. Uh, clinically, patients with peroneal, peroneal neuropathy present with weakness in the foot with decreased dorsiflexion and eversion, which is a decrease in the ability to lift the foot and move it outward from the body. So that alone is already, I mean, that's not something you can do. Yeah, well, because I wear these really high boots all the time. Well, they're skates. So, you call them boots, but they're skates. So you specifically say you don't have to lift up your feet at all. You just sort yeah. of shimmy along. Yeah, my high boots skate. Like, I... Yeah, and yes, so I, I can't lift my foot around, but I don't need to. Once you, once you, it's one of these things, like, once technology advances enough, you stop needing all of this stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Once you, once you get your mech suit body going, you don't have to have all the trappings of muscles and ligaments in your body that are capable, or nerves that work properly. Well, it's like how humans used to be so good at crouching, but now that we have chairs, that that muscle has sort of atrophied. People, humans are terrible at crouching. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen you try to crouch. Crouching, oh. squatting, any of it. We can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. We've I mean, evolved. Like I, yeah. I, like, it's why people should go to trade schools to learn to crouch better, is kind of where my stance is on that. Like, yeah. Well, that's why you say student debt shouldn't be canceled, because, like, well, maybe don't go to college. Go to these trade schools and learn yeah. how to actually squat and crouch properly. That's right. it, it's, it's a redirecting. That's what student debt is. It, it's a guidance for you. Um, but, unfortunately, people also like, oh, I need to know stuff. Look, I got a doctorate. What's it doing? You know? I just wish I'd gone to trade school, you know? Anyway, treatment involves removing uh, the causative fashion choice, potentially. Uh, like I won't give my skates up, obviously, but uh, but also pregabalin or gabapentin may also provide some relief for for this uh, peroneal neuropathy. All right, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today. Is that right? That's right, Doctor London. All right, uh, hello there. My name is Doctor London This is our producer, Cameron. Uh, what was your name? Uh, Ember Ember Rose. Thanks for okay. having me. Yes, thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, so what, what brings you here today? 
Well, I mean, for the most part, um, I'm just kind of trying to get my voice out there to see if there's, you know, someone out there who can kind of help me. Also, you know, I just feel like you'd probably be interested in in me and my skills. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of our guests come on because they say that we will find them interesting as a, I guess, as a person, as a skill set, though. Yeah, as skill set. I'm very multifaceted, which kind of leads me to my problems, but I wouldn't trade my talents for my problems. So could you tell us what the skill is or multi-skills is? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, at the end of the day, I started off as a, a professional placeholder really. So like it started really simply like, you know, in lines and someone be like, Hey, can you hold my place? And I was like, sure. And I realized I was like really good at people like holding places for people, like holding seats, you know, like holding places in line. Then I got my big break. I got to be like a, you know, a place sitter holder for the Oscars and the Grammys. And that was amazing. Yeah. So like I thought, um, and this is going to sound overly critical maybe, but like that this kind of job could like maybe go to a house plant or uh, I don't know, like a footstool. Like um, a cardboard standee. Yeah. Funny how you say this. So I started like really developing my skills because I really wanted to do this more. I mean, it was kind of my calling. So I was like, how can I get better? And so, you know, I really started embodying, right, the person who I was taking their place. Turns out, I think it's probably because I grew up in the circus. Turns out I'm a shapeshifter. I can literally take on the characteristics. And so I've been placeholding for way more than just like people holding people's seats. I mean, I've substituted for spouses, right? Even surgeons, like, you know, doctor has to go to the bathroom, pop right in there, keep going to surgery, pop right out. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in surgery and thought, oh, I got to pee so bad. I wish. I wish someone could blend in here. I can. I can. Literally anything. So, I mean, I've just done it all, really. Like, there isn't really anyone I can't substitute for. And I mean, you mean this literally, right? You don't mean like, I'm a good substitute jack of all trades. You mean that you you look like this person. This is a rogue from X-Men sort of thing. Like, I'm a shapeshifter. Do you ever see the world of, like, the secret world of Alex Mack? How she can kind of just, like basically mutate liquid or whatever i basically do that energetically i mean you really can't tell the difference people just don't even know that there's been a substitute oh wow did you ever see the show ghost writer where it was the kids and they like wrote books and there were ghosts involved i think my grandma told me about that once i'm in that one because i've been dead for like 35 years has that been established on the podcast dr london uh, I don't think there's a need to, I feel like the vibe you give is really that. Okay, as long as it's clear to the audience, that's the whole point. This is sort of supposed to be like a scary, spooky, haunted podcast where like I'm a ghost. The main helping thing people for the out. podcast, yeah, is, yeah. well, and uh, I should, like, this is, um, and I, you know, not to, you know, undermine anything else, but like this is sort of a spooktacular season of the podcast. Uh, we're in October, we're, we're getting close to all hallows eve and right so the this night is, of frights this is when cameron actually becomes very active uh as um you know speaking of the shape-shifting thing I, he's an aspiring poltergeist but i don't know cameron i don't know if you've really hit that level yet and have have you um ember have you ever tried becoming a poltergeist 
What's your uh, more than tried. I mean, I've embodied some intense beings, uh, vampires, uh, werewolves. Um, one time, actually, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but actually, like, the actress while she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But I, I've done it all, really. Yeah. So you said you've, you've replaced Surge and stuff. Have, th- this begs to me the question of, um, have you ever sort of long to permanently replace someone like take them out yeah. and- so i mean i've definitely fallen in love with fallen in love with some husbands oh boy yeah that and that's kind of one of the i mean it's not my main issue right now but i i definitely feel like uh it, it's definitely hard when you substitute for a spouse and then you know the spouse likes you better Wait, so does the spouse come to you and say, hey, I need you to act like me? Or are you doing this on your own initiative? You're just becoming other people. Well, usually they hire me. So usually like a wife will, you know, be like, hey, like it's Tuesday night and that's the night he likes to get frisky. Can, you know, pop in for me because I'd rather not. And so, you know. Yeah, that's the part of marriage that most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on their relationship. But Yeah. yeah, so usually I get hired. Um, it's kind of be, it's kind of like against my ethics to just like substitute in, um, without being hired. Plus I I need compensation, you know, there needs to be an exchange, a a reciprocal, I have to make money. So, um, depending on, you know, the job, how much I charged, uh, it varies, but yeah, I usually don't just pop in unannounced, um, unless, you know, there's been a little bit of, yeah, unless I like it. And that's been happening more and more. Actually, what's really happening is I'm starting to lose myself. Oh, no. You don't know who you are anymore because you've become so many other people. Yeah. And I feel like, so now I'm just sort of like, there are times where like I feel like I can't really like get back to who I am as quick as I used to. And I don't know if it's like. I don't know what's happening. If my like my cells are like actually changing, I thought maybe Doctor London could maybe he's seen this condition before yeah. with other shapeshifters. Oh, cellular um, but dysplasia, like, yeah. Um, cellular dysplasia. There's an actual term. Yeah, it's usually more applied to like precancerous things. Which so, and I'm not saying that that's what you have, but just what I have you're cancer. Describing. Well, I'm just I don't know. I, true answer there is I don't know, but if. Whenever you say you described what precancer sounds like, uh, when you say that your cells are changing, as you know, in an odd way. Um, okay. This okay. is one of those things that people don't know about cancer because people only focus on the negatives. They say like, "Oh, this is sort of destroying your body. This is eating your organs." But if you apply yourself well enough, you can actually transform your cells to look like other people and use that to rob banks or whatever. And I think people would be a little more open and less critical to cancers if they sort of knew that thing. Am I right, Dr. London? I mean, it's, I'd say it's most of what I know about cancer is more on a cellular level. So it's hard to speak in such a macro way and how to apply it socially, like you're describing. But I I can say, for one, it's more complicated. Yeah. It's more complicated than people initially think. Yeah. They should appreciate it more, is what you're saying. Maybe try to get it. Yeah, I'd read up on it. Yeah. Uh, so, what else? Oh, yeah, you, so you said there, there are multiple issues. Do you want to just do a top 10 issue list? Yeah, okay, so top 10. I mean, I definitely, ha- I'm probably in love with at least 
seven people right now. Um, okay. They're my main clients. It's when they're repeated clients, it's like you kind of get used to them. And so that's, that's probably one, um, two. Yeah. Definitely losing my identity. Three. Apparently I'm like all cancer. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Whatever I have to deliver the news. And it's based on what someone else describes is happening to them on a cellular level, because I'm like, I, I gotta admit, I don't have a microscope on me right now. I can't actually cut off a sliver and check. Um, That's unfortunate for yeah. me. Okay. Thank we'll you. just move on. Uh, for karma. I think I'm taking on other people's karma because I mean, especially because I've substituted for criminals six. I mean, look, I've almost Hold been on. electrocuted oh, twice. Can we, can we go back to the criminals thing? Oh yeah. So yeah. anyone who anyone can hire you, you're you're willing to do whatever it sounds. Well, like. I was more willing to do it earlier on in my career because I was really trying to develop, right? So now I'm when I almost got when I almost died in the electric chair, I I kind of stopped with the the death row substitutions. Yeah, that's I don't you don't know when they're coming. So I thought I had like you know they just wanted a quick out for a bit you know one last hurrah then little did i know they I'm were so- scheduled the next day sorry the electric- not- you you the electric- went into it thinking like oh i'm gonna get their last meal this is a pretty sweet situation not realizing I was trying to do service for them i was like look this is good like they just wanted to see their family one last time you know they also claimed to not be guilty so i felt like it was the right thing to do but they didn't tell me that you know or they didn't know they didn't know that I was going to be substituting when they were going to be in the electric chair. Right, they weren't going to come back voluntarily, and it sounds like. Wh- when was, I'm sorry, like this, this is going to make you sound a little, and I don't want to ask ages or whatever, but like, the electric chair isn't sort of the standard method of doing the death penalty at this point in time. Um, it sounds like you've been at this for a while then, if you've been trying to sub in for... Yeah, I mean, I look young for my age. Yeah, I'm technically ageless because, but that's what I think is happening with my system. It's like I'm taking on so many different people that my cells, like you said, cellular cancer is happening, right? So I keep, I you know, I think lately I've been actually substituting for younger kids, those who didn't want to go to school a lot. So maybe I'm like de aging. Oh, yeah. I mean, so wait, can you not just take on the form of your younger self and then just like look the same age forever? Can I substitute for my younger self multidimensionally? Interesting. So wait, it ha- it's not like you can just transform into anything you want. You have to be substituting for like someone who asked you to do it. I mean, that's my job. Someone says like, will you substitute for me? And then there's this energetic exchange that happens and then I become them. Oh, okay, okay. And then I unbecome them. Okay, so it's less, you don't necessarily get to like choose the specifics of how you look. It's just this person hired. Well, I'm me. taking on them. Yeah, I mean, I haven't tried, but you're giving, I mean, now that I know that I have cancer, I feel like anything goes at this point. I only have a, how many years do I have, Doc? I think six months, right, Dr. London? <laughs> six months? Yeah, it kind of sounds like it to me. Once again, like, I'd, I'd have, I don't have a microscope on me. I can't check the pathology. So you got to defer to my diagnosis. Is, yeah. is that right? Yeah. I like, I mean, I, I just know I can't speak to it and I'm not, you know, it'd be very unprofessional for me to just make something up here. So, yeah. so Dr. London is prof- his professional opinion is to defer to my opinion, which is about six oh. months. 
Oh, is there anything I could do? Because I feel like it, maybe if I if I substitute for people who don't have cancer, I can uncancer myself. Yeah, yeah, so but then would that, you be stuck like that? Because without the cancer, are you able to switch back, Doctor London? Oh, interesting. You bring that up. The stuck that happened once. You've been stuck as twice. another person. A frog. Oh, no. I tried doing an animal thing once. I, I don't do animals anymore. I don't do animals anymore. I just want everybody to know if you yeah, hire me, listeners. I do not do animals yeah. anymore. For our listeners. No more animals. Oh, so, wait, so the frog didn't hire you. Someone hired you on behalf of the frog, basically? Y- yes, and it was just, you know, when schools used to dissect animals, let's put it that way. I'm not doing that again. That was very okay, scary. This is going to be hard news for you to take. Uh, they still do it. I. What? Okay, I'm. I actually um, did that in well, school myself. Um, yeah, I thought I was just gonna, you know, substitute for the pet real quick, just so again, it's a long story. But little did I know that frog was going under the knife. Yeah, I mean, usually they're yeah th- they aren't alive at that point. Well, but it does depend on the creature. Uh, sometimes. It was a risky oh, thing. You know what? It's a risky job. No, there have been ones where it was pretty close after. You know, I I shouldn't get into it. I had to do a lot of cutting into a lot of things to get to where I am. Uh, and I guess it's similar to yourself. This to me is opening up sort of a new thread, which is the idea that you're not only taking on people who hire you, but people who can hire you to take on other people. Like I can hire you and say, or at least that person at the time, hired you and said, turn into that frog? It depends if they're technically an energetic dependent. So a pet is a dependent of the human, right? So the human technically, in that sense, sort of, I don't like ownership, but kind of is responsible for the pet. So technically, I could take on and substitute for a child because they're under the age of 18. But you can't hire me. It's, It's more of a legality thing because... Because they have ownership over the energy. Okay. You can't tell me to, you can't hire me to take over a friend's body if the friend doesn't give me permission. Yeah. It's all yeah. about consent. But that's great. Yeah. Well, so Dr. London is my boss. So in that way, he sort of owns me and I'm sort of his pet. He, that's what, that's how you describe it quite a bit, Dr. London. Yeah. Well, just, I just call you pet. Yeah. Yeah, if you're under, if you're technically um, under contract with him and we're on the clock, yeah, he could hire me to take over you at this point. Oh, but could I hire you to take over him? Well, can I not? Because he's the one in charge. He's your he's boss. You'd have to. Yeah, oh, he's the okay. alpha, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say Cameron did write up the contract. So, like, I, I this is actually kind of mumbo jumbo to me. I, he could give you permission. I mean, it's all about permission. So you could be like, hey, do I have permission, Dr. London, for you to be taken over? And do I? So what happens to me then? If you it, hypothetically, if I said, go ahead and sub for me, do I die? Well, I, it, at this point, you would basically, well, if he's just asking you to be substituted and you're not asking to be substituted, you would cease to exist for as long as I take over your body. That's right. how I like to describe it. Okay. Huh. What if I was gone and then there was someone else to take over? I feel like... Just to handle all your errands and things. Yeah. So it's, it's like just going into a coma, basically, for me. Yeah, you just cease to exist. Yeah. That doesn't sound terrible. That sounds kind of like a vacation. Um, okay. Well, we'll put a pin in that idea because I like, can't rule it out. 
Um, and for our listeners who are in need of a little, how, well, what are your rates for that? Oh, for, uh, for this, I mean, it'd be, and this is going to, this is on screen, right? So I'd have to add my public, it, it's probably about, I don't know, $4,000 a minute. Right. Okay. I'm, I am used to these kind of, I give you a discount though. I mean, no, I could tell like, yeah, you have to keep on code there. Um, cause your energy seems a little intense. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I really feel like I'd take on uh, quite a lot of baggage animal yeah. karma especially yeah. yeah baggage you've you've yeah well the amount of the sense i get it's intense the amount of animals yeah i would think the best way you'd be able to benefit from this dr london is if she took over your sort of bedside treatment bedside manner because that's that's usually where a lot of your complaints come from yeah well just because i'm usually you're you're a great doctor you're just a very aggressive and mean doctor when interacting with patients well because they're wrong like the patients are wrong, so right when they I have to. Uh, sorry, go well, ahead. just the patient will come in with like a broken bone, and you'll be like, "That's all wrong. Your bones aren't supposed to look like that. Yeah, They're supposed to be connected together. Your bones are being stupid. You're so stupid because your bones are in the wrong way. Let me fix it." And that patients hate that. Yeah, well, at least his mine Yelp do. score is so low. Yeah, and it's dropping pretty steadily. I just want. I just had to agree. Sorry, it's just because when you told me I had cancer, it wasn't really like. You didn't say it compassionately or anything. Thank you. I, you know, it's just, it's just about being informative. Um, well, to tell her she only has six months to live in such a rude way, Doctor London. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I you, mean, d- you did that. Yeah. Oh, well, let's not point fingers. Yeah, you definitely let's... did that, Doctor London. <laughs> okay, so that was number four, I think. Uh, Oh, yeah, we were going down the list. Number five um, of your issues. Uh, so we had, yeah, we, we had the relationship, um, the amount of people that you forced to cease to exist uh, with the, the spousal thing. How, how many, um, you, you've said that it's kind of hard to let go of some of these relationships because you fall in love. So how many relationships are you kind of in romantically now? Marriage-wise. Well, marriage-wise, about seven. Okay. Seven marriages. Um, oh, you're still sort. You're still sort of on the clock for this. Like you're still transforming into these people every once in a while. Well, that's the thing. It's like the more that I substitute, the more that my body or my cancer—I don't know—takes on these people, and then I can't really tell if I'm in love or if I'm just the other person. Have you thought about uh, getting on a reality show? Because this kind of sounds like. Made like fun. sister wives somewhere in that ballpark, you know. I mean, I'd love to be on a reality show. Okay, I just like this. It seems like it might be interesting to watch this play out in real time. You know, all the drama you'd start with it. Yeah, I mean, I my my initial. I mean, look, I initially got into the business because I wanted to be in show business. That's why I started, you know, doing the Oscar holding. Hopefully I would get discovered. Then I learned I had this talent, but I mean, honestly, I'm extremely talented. I could take on, I could substitute anybody. So I would be great at a reality show. Do you know anybody? Well, uh, here's not the thing. Reality, no. I, oh, I assume Dr. London, you were going to pitch something for our upcoming streaming service. Oh, right. Of course. I, that's the problem. Knowing how to market ourselves. Yeah. That's what I struggle we've, with. We've talked for a few months on this podcast about a video streaming service that we are launching, TBD, 
but it is going to take down Hulu, we've decided. Yeah. And I like might as well, you know? Yeah, I think that's the best thing is to take down Hulu. So, I mean, what is this show? Let's build it from the ground up. We can do this right now. Okay, yes. Um, so you have seven relationships that you're kind of just hopping between. Uh, like, although I, for your day job, I guess we'll have you also, um, just, just to think of it out. Okay. Uh, we open on you showing up, ringing the doorbell. Okay. And you're like, Oh, I am the, the, the wife. The husband answers. It is, okay. And I'm realizing it's reality TV. So of course it's not scripted at all. So, but oh, that's it can't the part. be scripted. Yeah. So, so we can plan out the part where you ring the doorbell. Um, and then I guess you'd have to just do it. And that's how reality TV works. She rings right? the doorbell as the wife. Is that what wives typically do? Instead of entering their own home, they ring the doorbell. That would give us away. Wait. Okay. Okay. Ta- get this. I don't watch I a lot of reality TV, if I'm being honest here. It's okay. So doorbells are out. What if we try to have, to get like, I don't know, like, like, in, like, like the queen of, well, I don't know if the Queen of England's still alive. She's not alive. Well, she, we'll, we'll she, she is officially dead, yeah. but she's she's on a beach somewhere. Let me say that. Well, anyway, we basically we basically coerce major like famous people, like spot like different like presidents of countries, all these things to let me substitute for them for a day. We trick them into it, and then we basically tape me being like these, you know, like basically ruling different countries or spying on people, you know, as the reality show. I could be anyone. We just have to trick people into letting me do it. And then we can get trade secrets. For instance, I can maybe get the, you know, the CEO of Hulu to let me trade places for him for a day. And then I can get you all the secrets so we can take down Hulu. You So you can get that or also while you're him, smoke crack and then sell that footage to like TMZ. Dunzo. Oh, so we basically get people put in jail. Yeah, it's like a we screw people over. It's like a more intense um, that Ashton Kutcher show when people get punked, but yeah, really they're going to they get, get punked. Really What's it called? Yeah, and they're not, you're not going to go to jail just for having like a picture of yourself smoking crack. So it's just going to ruin your reputation and ruin their lives and their relationships and their friendships. Ooh, and stuff he like call that. it canceled. Ooh, that is another thing we talk about in this podcast quite a bit is cancel culture. Podcast primarily, what did we say is, oh, primarily it's a haunted, spooky podcast about ghosts. Secondarily, it's about medicine. And then thirdly, it's about uh, cancel culture, the woke mind virus. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Oh, snowboarding is four. Snowboarding is four, and then politics is five. And then six, I guess, now is the shape-shifting thing. I think that's going to be a core component of our podcast. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I guess one one idea I had here. What if you just decide to shapeshift into the world leaders? And do you need a reality show at that point? Or do you just want to be a world I leader mean, for a while? I mean, well, so that you bring up an interesting point. Because technically, once they give me Thanks. permission to shapeshift into them, I mean, I technically don't have to stop. Yeah. Okay. So one thing we were going to have to learn, I guess, and this will be a learning lesson for all of us, is to forge the signature of some higher up, you know, uh, leader, some world leader, because I'm terrible at forging signatures. So, uh, and I, 
I'm guessing. Oh, you're saying to get initial permission? Yes, that's we're, we're going to need to forge because I don't think, I don't think the president's going to give it. I don't think that. Uh, I think the thing I read recently was the king of England is going to. But we just that. trick him into it. We just Willing. basically like, look, you so, know, it's really hard. Like, I'm really, I'm really good at emotionally. I don't like saying emotional manipulation. I'll just say, you know, giving good reasons for people to do things that they don't think they would actually want to do. So I'd be like, look, it's so hard being a king all the time. Don't you just want one little bit of a break where you don't have to be the king? And imagine if who was saying that looked like maybe his wife, like Camilla or something like that, right? Because it, you don't have to necessarily go as yourself to convince them. It's sort of like a... Uh, when you like start with a paperclip and you trade up and like you can start as like a lowly servant, a lowly worker at Buckingham Palace and then gradually get more and more permission until you're up to the king. You know what I mean? I probably could do that if I just give away some free services. So just go to like the, ser- yeah, the servant of the king and say, look, it's really hard being a servant. Yeah. I, you know, I do some just pro bono work, off. take the day off pro bono. This is just my my gift to you. Congratulations. Um, and then I infiltrate. You move your way up th- the ladder. That's the that way to country, do it. That country. I think in that country it'd be pronounced pro bono. Pro bono. I'm sorry. Bono over there. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's just I'm, in their culture. I, yeah. Trying to prep you a little bit for your. It's going to be a long trek. Well, when know? I'm shape shifted, I'm I'm them. So I'll I'll yeah, have right. all the right accents. Right now, I'm just myself or a cancerous version of myself. I don't. This is one of those things our our listeners are not very uh, cultured, so they might think, well, Bono's from Ireland, and we're talking about the UK. Don't the people who live there get really mad about that? No, they don't. That's a joke that they play on Americans. Ireland and the UK are the same thing. They're the exact same, and they love when you say that. When you say, like, yes. Bono's from the UK yes. or things like that. Yeah, and they, they love it, yeah. If you, especially if there's no distinguishing at all, yes. Uh, any of those little spots in Britannia, uh, the, those those little islands over there is what they, they refer to themselves as. Yeah, we're just all the same thing because we're all just people, yeah. right? Yeah. What are these yeah. lines and what are these citizenships? Yeah. Now I do. I want to go back because something I something I just thought of. You you've been worried about. Okay, I'm falling in love with all these people. Is this me or am I just becoming their spouses? But if their spouses hired you because they don't want to bang their husband, it kind of sounds like their spouse is not really interested in the husband at all. So I think that might be you, right? It depends. I mean, to your point, yes. If they're, if I'm embodying someone who's not really into the spouse sexually, then I might not be taking on their love for the spouse. But, you know, some women love their husband. They just, you know, they're... Need a break. I mean, or they're doing something with other people. Oh. Right. Which is fine, by the way. It's fine. I mean, look, we don't judge. I can't judge, right? I actually literally don't judge because when I'm them, I actually really understand them. Like, I'm basically them. As long as you all have consent, yes. I I do think for safety reasons, you should be taking a picture of yourself smoking crack as each of these people. So when you're someone's wife... Just get a picture for safekeeping, just in case they try to screw you over. You've got that blackmail there. You, you know what? I knew I was coming on this podcast for a reason. Yeah, blackmail should be a much larger part of what you do. Thank At least, you. just personal people don't even have to know about it. Yeah, yeah, blackmail. 
Hmm, interesting. All right. Uh, well, I think that's about it. So, uh, Ember, is there any um anyone that you'd like to shout out here? Anyone you're a fan of? I mean, I know any listeners who want your services can obviously uh have someone um copied in their life and replaced but uh yes obviously if anybody wants anybody copied replaced if you want to be substituted just reach out to me on my website but i also have she looks just like me she's like my twin but uh you can go check out the modern mystic 222 she's great she does tarot and she's a psychic and she's really cool is that on instagram or that's on instagram yeah instagram or tiktok and she's also um, in this really cool improv group live from the asylum that you can find on um, Instagram and Facebook too. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, you said that she looks just like you. Was this? Was that originally a substitution, shape shifting situation? Yeah, we've been we've been substituting back and forth for a while. So. Oh, so she just also has the same. Th- okay. Yeah. That's fun. It's like, yeah, like she's twinsies. You just switch out. We're just and, twinsies. Just so you to meet somebody and you just like really just like, you know, you relate to them, kind of look like them, you know. So she's just like my sister from, she's like a sister to me. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So everyone uh, look her up. Uh, and yeah, uh, thank you so much to, to Ember Rose for coming on. Thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Did You Do On The Host. I'm probably in love with at least seven people right now. Yeah, I'm definitely losing my identity. I think I'm taking on other people's karma and criminals. Karma. Well, I was more willing to do it earlier on in my career because I was really trying to develop, right? There's this energetic exchange that happens and I become them, right? And then I undo them. Definitely losing my identity, right? There's this energetic exchange that happens and I become them, right? There's this energetic exchange that happens. I'm definitely losing my identity. I'm probably in love with at least seven criminals right now. And then I unbecome that.